Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. Here's your host, John Chapman. All right, 49ers fans, welcome to another episode of the 49ers Rush Podcast. I'm your host, as always, John Chapman. And man, we've got a lot of good stuff we're going to get through today. We are going to try to focus entirely on the 49ers defense. Now, uh, we're going to be talking about the Rams game, man. I, I really don't think I could do enough podcasts just on that last week's victory because it was just so sweet. Uh, but we're going to go over that. We're going to go over a couple practice notes today that took place for both the 49ers and the Washington Redskins that are going to have impact moving forward. But uh, again, we're going to dive in. I'm going to show you guys a lot of film, uh, coaches' film, uh, behind this, uh, the center, behind the line, end zone camera, and wide 22, all 22 angle, just so we can kind of get a better perspective of why things are working or perhaps not working early on in the football game uh, that we saw in the first drive with the Rams and what changes were made. So a whole bunch of stuff that we're going to get into and I have a little bit of a special thing for our betting segment as well. Uh, I've been asked to expand that, which is awesome and I really appreciate you guys reaching out. Uh, So we're going to get into those things as well. Now, just a little bit of news before we jump into uh, what happened last week again on the defensive side. Uh, 49ers practicing or perhaps not practicing today. Debo Samuel and DJ Jones did not practice at all. Now, Debo Samuel with his groin and DJ Jones with his hamstring, it is looking like both of those players will not be suiting up this week. Um, now, something could change, but as far as right now, it does seem like those are going to be the players that are out. DeForest Buckner seemed like he 
he got a vet day. He has not appeared on the injury report whatsoever, but uh, they've been cycling players through this as well. And George Kittle, who a lot of people got a little worried just because his groin tightened up last week right before the game, he got an extra light day. Now, if you watched any of <laughs> the Rams game at all, you know George Kittle's just fine, but why not give him a little bit of a light day just to make sure that he can completely clear uh, the groin issue. Now, uh, from Ben Sh- uh, Standig on Twitter, he said, Dwayne Haskins took all of the first-team reps today for the Redskins. Now, before you get too excited... Um they gave Case Kenum a Veterans Day off, which I do not understand why in the hell you would do this, uh, especially whenever you look at the fact that he's been injured. <laughs> he's played one game, and they barely beat uh, the Miami Dolphins. So yeah, take this for what you want. I, I don't understand that whatsoever. Perhaps he's not fully healthy, but Case Keenum is going to be the starter this week. And, you know, I'm, I've got a lot more stuff about the game. I have a scouting report episode, which seems to be everybody's favorite. It's getting the most traction each and every week coming up in the next two days. And also, Got to give a shout-out. I am going to be on KNBR uh, for all your local San Francisco natives tonight talking about the game coming up. I've been asked to go on there, which I'm really, really excited about. I listen to them all the time, so for them to reach out was pretty, pretty cool. And just want to say thanks again for all the support. Uh, as always, please upvote and retweet whenever you see my stuff. That's how you help the podcast the most. And also pay attention to NinersRush.com. We have a lot of new content coming out, uh, working on our article now, and so that should be up tonight before too long so without further ado man let's jump into some film again today we're going to be focusing predominantly on the defensive side if you have questions please throw those in the chat but what is it about the 49ers defense that is so special because they're destroying everybody (laughs) and yeah they had one drive the Rams I'm talking about uh, start off the bat they come out nine straight runs and we give up our very first rushing touchdown of the season which man yeah we knew it was going to end eventually who would have guessed it was going to end to a wide receiver on an end around but I guess that's what it gotta be so we can still use uh, whatever you're talking to your friends we still have not allowed a rushing touchdown to the running back so we're just going to adjust that just a little bit. Uh, we are still second in the NFL um, for the least amount of rushing touchdowns allowed. Um, <laughs> how was work? Work was great today. Work is great every day. Uh, yeah, I, I'm a high school teacher, as many of you guys keep asking, and I love my job. Today was SAT day SAT day um, for high school kids, so it's kind of boring because you just kind of got to sit there and watch them, but uh, it's, it feels like what it is. Quick question right here. From Raymond, I feel like the Rams coach and GM will be fired in the next two years. That was a desperate move. They sold the Rants, the house, and their baby mamas. <laughs> Great question, Raymond. I don't know. Um, there is a premium in the NFL uh, for offensive creative coaches. And yes, do do I like the moves that they made? They got better in the short term. I don't think that there's any you know qualms about that they did get better this year but what did they sacrifice they sacrificed three premium picks really just two first rounders but from the Rams perspective they're saying they're going to win it all and they're betting on winning it all I do not believe that they have near the roster to be able to uh, compensate for their offense and defensive line failures yes they do have Fowler yes they do have Aaron Donald yes they have Andrew Whitworth 
but that's not enough. You know, that's a nine-person group. If you're just looking at starters with five offensive linemen, four defensive linemen, you went in the trenches. It's just what it is, and they do not have it. Uh, so take that for what you want. Yeah, I don't think that you know McVay is going to be fired. Perhaps the GM, but these are McVay moves. I'm just going to be honest with you. Um, just want to know how you feel about the Rams' desperate move. Man, these are the questions, again, uh, flying up about the Rams. Yeah, they're desperate. And what's even more crazy is they came out today and they said they're not even sure that Jalen Ramsey's going to start this week because they don't know the situation he's in, which I'm just like, how the hell would you trade for a guy two first-round picks when you're at a 500 record if you're not sure if he's even going to be playing this week? Now, because he's a corner, you just do some man coverage with Wade Phillips out, out, out on the outside. Relatively easy to transition, schematically speaking. They don't really do anything special. Uh, the Rams do a lot of quarters coverage, which we saw, but um, if he doesn't play this week, that is, I don't know, weird to say the least, but take that for what you want to say. Uh, do you think this is going to be a revenge game for Kyle Shanahan? Hell, yes it is. Uh, Kyle Shanahan and his father were both fired. Um you know, from the Redskins in 2013. So, yeah, this is a big deal. And we've got to be thankful if you look at everything that they have gone through um, just since they fired the Shanahans. It's gotten worse and worse and worse. Kyle Shanahan is one of the best memories of anybody that's ever been involved in the NFL, not only in just in his play recognition, but if you hear him talk about previous games from years ago, he can tell you the down and distance and what hash they were on and the coverage and all that stuff. Uh, him and McVay, you know, the YouTube videos are out there if you want to look that up. If you want to look at memory with the players, he is the most loyal person in the world. If you have played for him in a scheme, before he will bring you with him <laughs> he signs almost everybody's ever played for him so if, if we continue to just kind of expand the way in which he remembers the people that are on his side and have worked well with him we've got to assume that that same memory goes against this is a guy that's been promoted since day one across everywhere he has been except for with Washington. So, yeah, I expect zero uh, couth. I expect zero chill. I expect zero whatever. And if the 49ers can go up 45 points, believe me, uh, I wouldn't be – he's a classy dude, and I get that. But I would not be surprised if we're seeing deep play-action passes despite the fact that they are up several points and several touchdowns. So, yeah, I do see <laughs> it's going to be an interesting game. Um, now, if we, if we look at the spread, uh, Vegas feels the exact same way because the 49ers are 10.5-point favorites right now, and it's only a 41 over-under. So <laughs> you look at the way that's supposed to – that's a huge gap. You know, they're not seeing like the Redskins are going to be able to do really anything to the 49ers defense. And I'd agree with you. Um, I, I, I do agree with you there. Now, let's see here. Next question that we have up. Here we go. Um, KNBR, they must like what they hear from you. Right on. Yeah, appreciate that. Yeah, really, really excited. It's going to be the night show. The interview should air from 10 to midnight, uh, 10 p.m. Pacific Standard Time to midnight tonight. So look for a listen there. I would appreciate it. And uh, let, let me know how I did and let them know how I did. If I did a good job, I'd like to be on there a little bit more. I, I believe in what they're doing over there. Um, how should we worry about the Ramsey trade to the Rams? Absolutely not. Are they better? Yes. Did we beat them because of bad corner play? Hell no. Again, back to the same thing. We beat them in the trenches, and we beat them with coaching. And so I think that 
Jalen Ramsey does not change that whatsoever. So uh, I do like that. Do you trade for A.J. Green? I do put in a trade offer for A.J. Green if I am the 49ers GM, John Lynch. I do. And I shoot low. I'm offering a third and Richie James or Kendrick Bourne or something along those lines to see what can happen. You do not overpay for A.J. Green. One, because he's old. He's over 30 years old. He's been very injury riddled. However, somebody of that stature that we could get over here would be gigantic for this year and next year. Um, He would be by far the best wide receiver that we have. Uh, again, he's still probably going to be out another week or two. He still has not practiced fully from that high ankle sprain. Um, and it just shows you what high ankle sprains can and can't do. You know, His injury took place right before Nick Bosa's injury, and he still hasn't played. So <laughs> take that for what you want. Are the Niners shopping Solomon Thomas? I do not believe so now. Solomon Thomas is coming off of his best game as a pro, and we are going to talk about that here in a little bit. But, yeah, Solomon Thomas, if you listen last week, I even said, and I understand that I've been very difficult on Solomon Thomas, and I'm going to continue to be. He was the number three overall pick in the NFL draft now I'm difficult on Solomon Thomas playing on the edge he should never take another snap on the edge the one series where Solomon Thomas played on the edge he played four snaps at the defensive end position all four three of them went for a first down directly at Solomon Thomas he's not an edge player I don't know where the hell the offense or the the coaching staff is getting this he cannot perform there okay and we've seen that for three years now the three series that he was in the defensive interior one of the top graded players we had, impactful on almost every single play, uh, withstood the double team at the nose position. And so last week I said, I want him starting versus the Rams at the nose position. He didn't. The very first drive, let's jump into the film here, right? The very first drive, they come out and they run nine straight plays. Here's the reason why they scored. There's several reasons, but one, they were doing basically a zone um, to the right or zone to the left. It was wherever DJ Jones was lined up. That was the key that they were targeting. And what happens is when DJ Jones lines up on his guard or center or in the gap or wherever, based on his run key, his 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 overrun key is what it's called, the man that he's lined up, he's going to read the block. So if the offensive lineman comes out and hits uh, DJ Reed as a base block, then you've got to push him back and get penetration. Now, if it tries to do a reach block, which is what we see in the zone blocking scheme, which we're very familiar with with Kyle Shanahan, meaning I'm lined up close to head up or in a shade of the guy in front of me, it doesn't matter what position, and instead of him firing out to hit me in a base block, which tells me the ball is coming straight ahead, he's going to take the offensive lineman's going to take a lateral step to the left or right. It doesn't really matter. What I'm taught, and this is the zone that we play, the type, uh, the type of defensive scheme that we play with our defensive line. Instead of shooting straight up field, I get on my horse and go laterally and try to maintain my gap. Okay, So if I'm lined up between the guard and the center, and they both take a lateral step to the offensive right, I'm the defensive tackle, DJ Jones, I have to stay between the guard and the center, maintaining a shoulder freeze so that I can make a tackle if this is the gap in which the running back is trying to step into, right, or to cut up into. And so what would happen is DJ Reed got completely washed out of the hole by about 10 different yards um, each time that happened. 
And so they saw something on film where they could attack that. And they marched straight down the field and scored a touchdown. DJ Reed gets blown off the ball. And to be honest with you, uh, DeForest Buckner got blown off the ball a couple times too, where he just got taken way out of the play, completely washed down to where the gap integrity was now um, suspect at best, which means the linebackers and the safeties, they're covering one or two gaps at the same time. And if the running back cuts back at the correct time, that's a problem. This is also a big reason why the 49ers Kyle Shanahan run scheme works so well. Whenever that happens, great things happen for your running backs. Well, we got Shanahan that first drive. But what happened, what was different, and you'll see this in a couple of the plays here, when you see Solomon Thomas lined up at the nose um, or at the one or the three, depending on how you want to talk about it. But the big defensive interior guy, we don't run a true nose. Um, you know, we run a 4-3 scheme, but we do have a big defensive lineman and a three technique is probably the best way, the most, like, I, the correct way to say it, I guess. Uh, nose is not going to be correct for most of our things because we don't, put them straight up on top of the center all the time. So anyway, what we do later on, and we started doing this in, I think, the third drive. What we're doing instead is, instead of telling Solomon Thomas or the big defensive lineman that's in the one or the two or the three, uh, not DeForest Buckner, is we got penetration and we pushed the guy back, which allowed our linebackers to step up in the play. So even though Solomon Thomas or whoever was in there was making the play, uh, they weren't making the tackle. You're helping the other team get up in there better. Um, and so you're, you're going to see this on the film, and that's the biggest change from the first drive to the second drive is we made a really quick adjustment. you got to give credit to our defensive coordinator, Robert Sala. Uh, did an awesome job, but it, the defensive line has been the kind of cornerstone of this entire team. Whether you're looking at um, the passing game and all of the interceptions that we're getting, yes, the secondary stepped up a lot, but what's happening on the defensive side of the ball is crazy. You know, uh, another crazy stat that I found on Twitter, this is from Dane Brugler. Um, Nick Bosa is averaging a pressure every 9.3 and a half snaps. That rate is the number one in the NFL for any player that's had over 150 snaps. So there's two other rookies on the list. So Nick Bosa is leading the NFL, one pressure for every 9.3 snaps. Khalil Mack, one pressure for every 11 snaps. Marcus Davenport and Brian Burns tied one pressure for 13 snaps. Um, and then Robert Quinn and Josh Allen, another rookie, uh, one pressure for every 14 snaps. But again, you, what Nick Bosa is doing is incredible. But you could argue the best defensive lineman we've had this year is Eric Armstead. And this goes into the next question. This is Armstead's contract year, correct? Yes, it is. Is he due for a big contract? Yes. If you look at defensive ends over the past uh, the 2018 season to 2019 season um, Eric Armstead is a top 10 defensive end period I do believe that he is the best run stuffing defensive end in the entire NFL um, you could put Cameron Jordan on there um, maybe he's up there but Eric Armstead is it he is great. The way that this guy is playing is it's unreal. You've got to be able to keep him. Somebody asked me today, well, if we let him go, we can just put Solomon Thomas in there. And I was just like, what the hell is wrong with you? Solomon Thomas needs to never play another snap on the edge ever again. So without further ado, let's just jump straight into the top five and bottom five ranked players, according to Pro Football Focus. So uh, there's a lot that I disagree with here, but there's a lot that I do agree with. We had three players 
players with elite-level production and scoring. D Ford, who only played 21 snaps, I think this is kind of what we're going to see for a while from him, just come in in a limited pass-rushing-only role and just dominate. So he was the top-ranked player with a 94.9, one of the highest scores of any defender in the entire NFL through six weeks of the NFL. I mean, you don't go higher than a 95. You just uh, you don't see it ever. So for him to be that high off of 21 snaps, if he is that effective, you've got to be really, really happy with what you're getting. Eric Armstead, who we talked about, he played 40 of the 52 snaps. He continues to kind of be the Iron Man of the defensive line. He scored a 90.3 and was just solid everywhere. Uh, four pressures, got one sack, three quarterback hurries, uh, huge effort in the run game and you're going to see one of these plays here if you're paying attention if you're watching on youtube or twitch or periscope you're going to see them run a jet sweep with brandon cooks one of the fastest shiftiest players in the nfl right past um eric armstead you're going to see eric armstead plant flip his hips and take a perfect pursuit angle and catch brandon cooks as brandon cooks is trying to juke somebody out at the numbers about 12 yards downfield that's unbelievable for a guy that's six foot six and weighs what plus three hundred pounds. Um, what he's doing, effort wise, technique wise, power wise, all across the board, it's wonderful. Uh, third ranked player is Jimmy Ward. Holy cow! Who would have guessed we'd have these three players in this elite level? Eric Armstead, who a lot of 49ers wrote off after the first two years because he couldn't stay healthy. Healthy Jimmy Ward, who. Any snap we get from Jimmy Ward, you just got to be thankful. Um, He's playing wonderful. He made three plays on fourth down. Three stops on fourth down by himself. Two in the run game, um, one on the goal line. They went for fourth and one later on, and he was able to knife through and tackle him about six inches short of the goal line. And then again on fourth and two, he sh- uh, he was in man coverage versus Cooper Cup. Again, this is one of the plays that's up there. And just like a blanket, Got around him perfectly, textbook, knocked the ball ball away. So Jimmy Ward stops three fourth down conversions. And again, you got to give it to this defense because the NFL percentage gap for third down conversions is 50%. You're below that, you need to improve. You're above that, you're doing a hell of a job. Rams went 0 for 9 on third down and 0 for 3 on fourth down. Remarkable. Absolutely great job. And uh, last two guys, Solomon Thomas and Nick Bosa, round out the top five whenever we look at snaps. Solomon Thomas got 25 snaps, which is great for him. That's about where he should be. Um, We saw his lowest snaps two weeks ago. Went up in snaps last week, and it went up again this week. I'd prefer that to get closer to 30 to 35. Um, There are some players that we need less snaps. But before we jump into that, um, I wanted take a second and talk about uh, my bookie our sponsor mybookie.ag use promo code 49ers i'm getting lots of private messages saying hey what are you looking at this week can we talk through some things some people are on the kind of just now getting started betting some people are on the advance so what i'm wanting to do is a layup bet that i feel very very confident with this it's going to have less of a payout and then a little bit more of a complex one the first bet is this Dante Pettis getting 40 receiving yards or more. This is a bet. You look at the fact that Debo Samuel is probably not going to play. 
And you've got to love the matchup against the Washington secondary, which is awful. Um, now, this bet is a negative 118 bet, which means if you bet $10, you win 1850 back. So it's not one of those where it's going to double up your money or more. But this is a wonderful layup bet if you're just trying to get started. Dante Pettis, 40 or more receiving yards, uh, put down 10 to win 1850 back. And again, just to remind you, uh, we are 8 for 11 on the year. As far as bets that we have gone on on this podcast, and again, if I say something on here, understand I am putting down my own money on this. So hopefully you guys have made money with us, but if not, that's okay. Um, now, our more advanced bet on mybookie.ag, uh, again, promo code 49ers, it's a parlay. And a couple people asked me to explain what parlays and teasers are, and we're just going to spend a little bit of time on just what a parlay is. Uh, parlays are the best way to bet a little bit to win a lot. Okay, so what I am doing is I'm picking four games, and again, you can choose to bet the money line, which just means straight up. So, for example, the 49ers are getting 10.5 points. They're giving away 10.5 points. So if the 49ers win the game by seven, they do not cover the spread. But if you click on the money line, that just means win straight up. But the odds are always bad. So, for example, if you put $10 down on the 49ers to win straight up, you're going to get $11 back. That's how much favored they are. So that's a fine bet if you want to just win a dollar. But instead, what I'm doing is I'm going to parlay. I'm going to put four games together that are like this. So the four games that I'm highlighting across the NFL this week on my bookie is 49ers straight up. I'm I'm betting the money line on that. Packers to cover the spread. Um, they are five. They're giving away five and a half points. Okay, they're at home against the Raiders. The Raiders are in complete disarray. Uh, the Trent Brown uh, domestic violence accusing things. Their starting wide receiver Terrell Williams is out. I just don't believe in them. I, I think the Packers are going to cover that spread at home. The Jags straight up at Cincy. That's another one of those. Just with a crazy um, Cincinnati's awful. They're a bad bad team. And then. Get this, I am betting on the Rams to cover at home against the Falcons. I don't believe in the Falcons' defense. And whenever the Rams go from playing the number one defense in the NFL to the number 32 defense in the NFL, I think it's going to be like practicing varsity than scrimmaging JV. Um, So I have all four of those things. So I'm betting $5 that all four of those things happen to win 29. So if one of those is wrong, I don't win. But this is a way to magnify. If you don't have a lot to spend to bet, do not overspend. This is supposed to be a fun thing. And so this is a way to bet just a little to win a lot. So, again, my parlay of the week, 49ers straight up, Packers to cover, Jags straight up, Rams to cover. It's only a three-point spread um, versus the Falcons, who I just don't think – I just don't think they're a very good football team. So uh, if you want to join me on that, please head over there. Um, Man, I – it's a lot of fun, but uh, if you have a problem gambling, please stay the hell away. Um, now, Raymond, another question from Raymond here. I hope they keep Solomon Thomas inside. He's much more productive in the middle. Completely, completely agree. Uh, what team are you scared to play as the 49ers? If I had to rank the entire NFL, and this might piss some people off, um, it's going to be the Seahawks. Uh, the way Russell Wilson is playing right now um, – that's the only player in the NFL that scares me. Uh, li- he's literally it. And so it, do I think that we are better than the Seahawks? I do. Um, I would much rather play the Patriots, which might seem like a weird thing. But with Tom Brady uh, back there, who I think Tom Brady's fine, but he can't move at all. 
So their offense, they're going to have to get the ball out super, super quick. Does this mean I think we'll beat the Patriots? Absolutely not. Uh, Russell Wilson is the only player in the NFL that scares me. Uh, the way that guy's playing, 14 touchdowns, zero interceptions, just doesn't make any sense. Um, so anyway, uh, take that for what you will. Uh, all right, next question. Here we go. A.J. Green over Emmanuel Sanders. Yes, big time. Emmanuel Sanders scares me by a lot. Um, you know, he, he recovered from his Achilles injury at age 32 uh, really, really well. And he came out, but since the first three games, it, it he's looked worse and worse and worse every week. Um, I think he rushed back that injury a little bit too much. Uh, that just scares me. A.J. Green, if, he, if both these players are healthy, A.J. Green's better across the board anyway. Um, but that's what that's what it is. The next question here we go. How will Armstead, Blair, Brita, and everybody in this offense, uh, this offseason contract work out? It's gonna be rough. Uh, no lie, just with where we are right now. And again, for all the people that are constantly saying, "Go trade for this guy," why aren't we getting this guy? You gotta pay him. And the Rams are learning this already. Uh, it's it's gonna be rough. And a big reason why the Rams got destroyed against the 49ers because they don't have depth on the lines. And they're not going to have depth on the offense or defensive line moving forward now because of the trade that they just did. So they believe they can win with skill positions on the offense and defensive side. Best of luck to you. You look at the 49ers, five first-round picks on the defensive line. Um, we, I think we have four first-round picks on our offensive line. Uh, just three. Yeah, just three. Um, but that is where you win games. Now, if we look at next year, Cap's going to be a little bit of a problem. We can move some money around. Jimmy G's contract, number one, uh, you just renegotiate that, add more to a signing bonus. Uh, that's going to push back some of those costs. But as of right now, we're just over $20 million available for 2020. Um, we'll have to see what happens. I think the priority of those three players, Eric Armstead has to be the number one priority. Then Brita. I love Brita, but the running back position and Kyle Shanahan schemes uh, a little bit iffy. Then, of course, somebody's going to pay Blair. He he deserves it, man. This guy has just completely balled out. And if you look at just how consistent he's been, you've got to be happy. Um, he's the first guy off the bench at the defensive end position um, that's not, quote-unquote, a starter. He only got 15 snaps last week. Definitely... I wouldn't say he was bad. He got two pressures and a sack <laughs> off of 15 snaps. But uh, he did have a couple of bad plays, which you'll see in the highlights there. Um, now, let's look at the lowest-rated defenders. And again, only 18 players got defensive snaps. The worst-rated players was Kawan Williams. Now, here's the deal with Kawan Williams. Uh, a lot of the run game was a big reason why his grade was what he is, and it's tackling. He took a couple bad angles that led to some huge plays. Then he injured his hand, but it, as we said, he's out there practicing today, so he's going to be just fine. It's really weird. He's been one of the top players or one of the bottom-rated ra players every week, but it, that's going to happen when you're playing against Cooper Cup. Quan Alexander, he ranked with a 40. Again, his tackling grade was suspect at best, but he had some great plays. Uh, he did get one pressure as well um, and was targeted a few times. The big play to Darrell Williams late in the third and fourth quarter, that was kind of on Quan, but he did make some great plays as well. Ronald Blair, third-worst-rated player. DJ Jones. All right, I know, I know I already went off on DJ Jones, but I'm not done. <laughs> he only got 12 snaps. That number needs to go down. 
Um, it really, really does. I really don't want to see DJ Jones out there against a strong running game. He's not a true anchor. Uh, even though he's built like it, it's not really what he is good at. So th- this is problematic for me long term, and I really want to see Solomon Thomas take over a lot of his snaps. Now, what made this game so special was the amount of pressure we put on the quarterback. We got 26 pressures. 26 pressures. We had four players with four or more pressures. D. Ford had five, Bosa four, Buckner four, Eric Armstead four. Anytime you are getting that much pressure from just your front four guys, you could do some damage there. Now, we didn't have too many missed tackles, but again, back to Quan Alexander, four missed tackles in a game. That's very uncharacteristic of him. I, I don't really understand what was going on, but that was kind of the big thing. And then if you look at in the passing game, he allowed three catches on three targets for 22 yards. Um, so just th- that's kind of the snapshot. Snap, sorry, part of my life, snapshot of the week. That was awesome. This is the fun thing about going lo- uh, live. You can't go back and fix this stuff. Um, now, I don't think Hurd comes back saying that. I do think Taylor comes back. How will our offense look with Taylor and no Hurd? Can this win us a Super Bowl? There are some holes on this roster. Uh, there's no doubt about that. And it, as long as we're stopping teams from scoring 20 points a week or less, I think we've got a shot, but we've got to be more consistent. Uh, limiting turnovers will help. But you've got to get something from your wide receivers. We talked about yesterday. Dante Pettis had his best game yet. I think again, talking about the bet. Um, you know, I, I really think that he's going to continue to improve. His snap counts have gone up tremendously. But you've got to have something else in that wide receiver core. Jalen Hurd is the big one that I want back because I want him to get meaningful snaps before the playoffs. But if he doesn't, as you said, yeah, uh, Trent Taylor would his snap. His snaps would be huge right off the bat because he was probably having the overall best training camp of anybody in the NFL. Um, so yeah, take that for what you want. Um, when are the Redskins breakdown coming? Probably going to be out Friday or Saturday. Um, it seems like I get a lot more live uh, views and more people turning in on Saturdays. It seems like that's what you guys prefer, uh, but we will see there. Uh, should I bet if Dante Pettis scores a touchdown this week? Man, it's coming. He almost scored two touchdowns. He uh, Really, three. He got tackled inside the five twice, both of which he created extra yards on his own. He should have been not even close to the five, but he got enough separation. And then he had the one touchdown uh, catch where he caught the ball out of bounds. It was just a little too high of a throw. So the Pettis touchdowns coming again. We we saw the game winner touchdown catch um, earlier in the season, but yeah, yeah, I'm I'm pretty bullish on Dante Pettis with the way the snaps and the targets and everything that's coming. So I want to stay with that. Um, who does the voice over when your videos come in? Uh, great cre- question, Andre. That's my wife. <laughs> um, my wife. Uh, she she uh, sings quite a bit. She's a very very talented singer, and uh, she uh, I asked her to do it, and yeah. So the the voice early on that is that's Miss Chapman, uh, none other. So uh, anyway. Who are you more excited to come off the IR, Trent or Hurd? Oh, Jalen Hurd, big time. I really do believe he's going to be the future wide receiver one of this team. I'm a big, big fan. Um, If we can't keep Brita, do you draft DeAndre Swift? A prime time back? Absolutely not. I don't. Um, now, is Swift amazing? Yes. Um, I have family that lives and goes to Georgia, and I watch a lot of their games. And whenever I'm in town to see them, I go to their games. They're a lot of fun. I'm a, 
Longhorn fan first, probably Bulldog fan second. But um, I'll say this. Uh, I do not value the running back position. If you look at what we have in our backfield, two undrafted free agents that are doing just fine, and Matt Breida and Raheem Mostert. Uh, The system determines the success. Uh, The player helps. And do I like Swift? Yes. But again, back to what I said earlier. You don't win the game off of skill position players. Maybe the quarterback, but after that, I believe in building through the trenches. We are pretty weak at offensive line depth. Even if you believe in both of our tackles are the future, uh, or one of our tackles schools the future of Joe Study, that's fine. Uh, interior offensive line depth, it, we're, we're shaky there at best. Uh, I would prefer to take the best offensive guard in a draft over the number two or number three running back in a draft, or maybe even the number one running back, unless they're somebody like Saquon Barkley. So uh, I haven't started all my draft evaluations yet. I do have a big board up of about 50, but I don't want to put it out until I've seen kind of all the, the people. I will be doing a lot of draft content, as most of you guys know that have been with us you know, so for the past three years, draft is where I got my start. Uh, I'm a, a draft Nick. I go to the draft every year for the past five years. Um, I love the draft. So trust me, all of that is coming, but uh, I will wait until the 49er season is done before I jump into all of that stuff. And the last question, will the Niners trade for anyone this season? I don't know. Um, part of me thinks we might trade away somebody. Um, you know, with if you look at where we are, we don't have a second round pick next year and we have a lot of depth everywhere. So if you could take advantage of some of these kind of desperate win now teams that are not in your division or on your uh, schedule for sure, uh, why not give somebody up for a third or a fourth round pick? Um, Try to take advantage of somebody. You know, one of the things I see, somebody wants Raheem Mostert. I know this is going to bother some people. I love Raheem Mostert. However, the coaching staff has kind of relegated him to just special teams and only on long drives. He didn't get that much work. I bring somebody like Jeff Wilson in, promote him, put him on the active roster, trade Raheem Mostert and a fifth and see if you can get back a fourth or a third. I, I think that there are teams out there that perhaps would do that. Um, so it, it, it's it's what it is. And so you can take that for what you will. But again, it doesn't seem like we are going to be too active. Uh, I kind of wish we would, but uh, it doesn't seem like we are going to be. But if we do make a trade, we will transition to that, and we'll break it down, and we'll have all that stuff for you for sure. Um, now, I do want to say just thank you again. I really do appreciate all the support. And as always, please like the video. That helps us out a lot. Retweet our stuff whenever that is out there. And if you do listen to the traditional podcast method, please rate and review the show. That help us helps us out a lot here at the 49ers Rush Podcast. But until the next time, uh, we will have a scouting report episode up in probably two uh, or three days, but I'm going to have it up soon. And stay strong, faithful. We'll be back with you guys soon. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. Probably the easiest thing I've ever done. The medication comes in the mail and it's very easy to use. I've been able to live my normal lifestyle and I've lost 20 pounds already and I've never felt better. It changed my life. 
And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.